Thank you, Lord. Every 
Yeah. <laughs> 
receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth and when he had spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into the heavens? I want to talk just for a few minutes this morning from this subject. I want to talk about a heavenly distraction. A heavenly distraction. Have you ever set out on a mission or set out on a task with every intention of getting it done. Excited and ready to go, but somewhere along the way, you got distracted. Are y'all hearing this? 
I don't know. I can't talk for anybody but me, but as for me, I'm one of those folk who has to take special precautions when I'm trying to get something done because I know that I am easily distracted. And, and, and brothers and sisters, distraction doesn't have to be something good or bad. It doesn't have to be negative. Sometimes a distraction may be even something useful. But as useful as it is, as good as it is, it may distract you from doing what you have already set out to do. Are y'all hearing this? I, I, I left the house. I remember some years ago, I left the house to go to the hospital, going to check on a sick member in the hospital. On the way to the hospital, I got distracted. It was sort of a, a gloomy looking day, looked like it might storm any minute. And as I was riding along, I saw a woman pushing a baby in a stroller. And I rode on by, went on, headed on to the hospital. And I got around a couple of corners, and all at once, the bottom fell out. Just started raining, just a stormy kind of a rain. And I, I, I remember that woman I saw pushing that baby in that stroller and, and, and somehow my, my, I, I just couldn't go any further. I turned around, went back to where I saw the lady. I, re I rolled down the window. You know, you, you, you have to be careful in those situations. I rolled down the window and I handed her an umbrella that I had in the car. Just had to do something. Just had, had to do something. When I handed her the umbrella, I, I noticed that she was crying, had tears in her eyes. I couldn't help but ask, what, is, is everything all right? What's going on? She says, my baby, my son, didn't get off the bus. The bus is already run, and when it got to the house, he wasn't on it. And I, I, I'm going to see if I can find. Sometimes he gets confused and gets off at the wrong stop. So now I'm all up in her business. I, I, I'm riding up and down the road. Now, you know, I couldn't get her in the car. I didn't want to get her in my car. But I said, well, let me see. And then I said, what does, he get to, what, what does he have on? She told me, got on a little red jacket. I began to ride between where I was and where she said the school bus came. And I rode up and down, and finally I spotted him. Spotted the little boy. And again, you don't ask little children to get in your car. But I saw him, and I, I could see him here, and I could look down the road and see her. And I said, okay, this is going to be all right. Now, since I, 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 all I can do is just ease along here with him. So I put on my blinker, and I just drove along, watching that child until he got to his mother. And I watched him, and finally, he saw his mother. He ran. He hugged her. They were all right. I just kept on riding. Rode on, feeling pretty good about what I had done. Got back to the house. And that night, it just occurred to me that I never made it to the hospital. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? D distracted. D d distracted. So we look at this text, the message, and we consider what's going on here. We are witnessing 
the disciples of Jesus Christ getting distracted. They have just received their final earthly assignment from Jesus himself. But rather than getting on with the assignment, they find themselves distracted. And of all things that they can get distracted by, they are distracted by a heavenly sight. We come on, let, let, let's examine the text. Let, examine the text. And, and, and let me remind us and, and, yeah, that, that we must be mindful as we walk this pilgrim pathway, we have to be mindful lest we get distracted along the way. We all have an assignment. God has given all of us a task. And if we're not careful, easy to get distracted along the way. Jesus has already been to the cross. He's already conquered sin, death, and the grave. And now he's walked around on earth for 40 days. Walked around on earth 40 days so that men might see him and believe that he did exactly what he came to do. After the resurrection, he's been around, walking around, so that people could see him. But now, he has his disciples, and they are gathered at the foot of Mount Olivet. They are gathered there. He's giving them their final instructions. He's telling them, this is what you are going to do after I depart. Verse 4 told them that you're not to leave Jerusalem. Stay here. A lot of bad stuff is going on here, but a lot of good stuff is going on here. Got crucified, but I got up. Stay here. Stay. Don't leave Jerusalem, but, but, but they were to stay there and receive the promise of the Father that, that I've already talked to you about. You don't leave here. Stay in this city, and you're going to receive the promise of the Father. What promise? What promise? In case somebody doesn't remember the promise he's talking about, carry back a few days. Remember a couple of months ago, Jesus had these same disciples in a room around the table telling them that he was about to leave. You remember that, John 14. Telling them that he's about to leave. He says, but after he tells them, I'm about to leave, listen to what he says. But let not your heart be troubled. Don't you worry about it. Let not your heart be troubled because this is a trip with a purpose. I'm going to prepare. Is that in your book? I'm going to prepare a place for you in my father's house. There are many mansions. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and I will receive you. It's right there in the book. I will receive you unto myself. But then he goes on down from there after he says that. You remember Thomas got all confused? You know, Thomas always got confused. Thomas. He said, you're talking about you going somewhere and we know the way and we know. He said, I, the rest of these fellas can go what they want. He, but I'm going to ask my question. Lord, we don't even know where you're going. How can we know the way? But anyway, he went on with this conversation. Then he goes down in verse 16. And he says, and I will pray 
the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. And he that he may abide with you forever. I'm going away, but he's going to send you a comforter. Oh, yeah, that will abide with you forever. Drop down to verse 18. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Going down to verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. He's promising them uh, that the Holy Ghost is coming. Are y'all hearing this? Now, he's telling them, I'm about to go away. But you stay here. My father is getting ready to give you what he has promised you. And that promise is the promise of the Holy Spirit. The comforter, the Holy Spirit, is on the way. And you just follow my instruction. All he says to them, you just follow my instructions. Stay here in Jerusalem, and he will show up. Now, Jesus has already commissioned them while he had them together over in Galilee. You remember he says, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And lo, I am with you always. But now he is at the foot of Mount Olivet, and he is giving them what will be their final charge. Listen at him. He says, you shall receive power. Get this now. Don't leave Jerusalem. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. It's right there in the book. Right there in the book. He's given them their mission. He's given them the authority to carry it out. And all they're waiting on now, they've got the mission, they've got the authority. All they're waiting on now is the power. The power to carry it out. So they have received their instructions. And while they're standing there, while they're standing, just got their instruction, they're standing there still in the presence of Jesus. And the Bible says, while they're standing there, a cloud came down. And when this cloud came down, when this cloud came down, uh, it came down, and when it started back up, Jesus was on it. Jesus stepped on the cloud, and uh, the Bible says that he, the, the cloud received him. Look at him, look at him. They're standing there. Jesus is riding on a cloud, and the Bible says that Jesus was taken up. From them on a cloud. The Bible says it like this. That the, 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 the cloud received him out of their sight. Left these disciples just standing there. Steadfastly looking. Up into 
the heavens. Y'all see this? Jesus has just been lifted up and he's already out of sight. But they are still standing there. Gazing up into the heavens. And my brothers and my sisters, that, that was quite a sight to see. To see a man step on a cloud and ride out of sight. That's something to behold. But by the time we come to the text, their looking has turned into a gazing. Hear me? The, 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 to, to look is one thing. To gaze, y'all ain't hear me, is another thing. When, yeah, 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 yeah. I, when I look at something, I, I'm simply acknowledge, uh, acknowledging the fact that I see it. But when I gaze at something, I gaze at it to the neglect of everything else. Y'all ain't hearing me. When I gaze at something, I, I, I'm not paying attention to anything else around me. I, I, I was sitting the other day, and they showed a man, and I guess a America Funniest video, man gazing at his phone and walked right off into the lake. Are y'all hearing me? When I gaze, I do it at the expense of ignoring everything around me. How many people have been hit by cars while they're gazing at that? Are y'all hearing me? A gaze indicates that not only am I looking, but a gaze indicates that I have been distracted by what it is. I'm looking at. In this case, in this case, in this case, these men were not merely looking at this thing. They had become distracted by this scene. They stood there gazing up into the heavens. They were gazing so much so that God had to send two angels, <laughs> two men in white. That's what they were. God had to send these two men in white apparel, white apparel, to break them out of their trance. The Bible says that these two men in white apparel came there and said to them, "Ye men." Of Galilee. Why are y'all standing here gazing up into the heaven? Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into the heaven? 
Now, I, I don't know what the Bible doesn't say it. I just preach his mind. I believe if these two men had not come by there, I, 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 I believe that these two men showed up just for that one. And I believe if they, they were sent by God and if they had not come by there, I don't know, those men might still be standing there. Y'all ain't hearing me. I believe that they were sent by God to break them out of their trains. They had been given orders. They've been given a charge by Jesus that will start a worldwide mission and save the world. But rather than getting started, they stand there distracted by this heavenly sight. Are y'all hearing me? You know, it's easy. And, 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 and this is why I believe that they, you know, they, they, that, that crowd that was standing there, them disciples, I, I know they could have been decided, d d distracted because Peter had been through something sort of like this before. Do you remember one time Jesus took him and uh, Peter, James, John up to uh, this mountain and let them see him? transfigured you remember they were there they were watching that marvel and peter said i tell you something let let let's stay up here <laughs> you remember that P peter peter said why don't we just build us some tabernacles and stay up here peter had already shown a sign that he can be distracted yeah. so these men came along broke them out of their trains. And I believe that because of the question they raised. The question that they raised, listen what they asked. This, this is why I, I, I believe that, that it was for the sole purpose of just getting them back. The question that they raised was really not designed to get a response. Look at what they asked. It was designed not to get a response. It was designed to remind them what they were supposed to be doing. When we were kids, boys, six boys in one room, I remember time come to go to bed and they cut the TV off. That was your signal to go in. Go, go to bed, and uh, we would get in the room sometimes, and we'd get there sometimes, and, and, and all it took was somebody to act a fool. All it did was somebody to crack a joke or do something funny, and all at once, all at once, the whole room, we're in the room, we're throwing pillars, we're wrestling, we're doing all kinds, but all it took was daddy's voice saying, what y'all doing in there? Now, the truth of the matter is, he didn't, he wasn't asking what we were doing. He didn't care what we were doing. That's right, that's right. Oh, he, wasn't, he wasn't asking what y'all doing. He wasn't looking for an answer. He's just reminding us. That ain't what I told you to do. Are y'all hearing me? He's just reminding us. He, we need to hear his voice and remind us, pull us back in. As to what it was that we were supposed 
to be doing. Y'all remember Joe? I'm glad y'all got a chance to meet my brother Joe. I'm glad y'all got a chance to meet him. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Joe, Joe got a, he, he, he fooled around and got himself a car, 1953 Plymouth. Got himself a car now. <laughs> Thought he was grown, but he wasn't. He just had a car. And I remember he left home one morning going to, going to work, he said. Left going to work, and Mama decided that day that she wanted to, she wanted to go and uh, see my sister. So we, we had to walk up the main drag to go to my sister's house. And so we were on the main drag going to my sister's house. And, 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 and as we passed by Max's Cafe, that was Joe's car. Or a car that looked like Joe's. And my mama looked at it. Now, y'all got to understand. Now, y'all hear me talk about my mama and my daddy. Y'all talk about how nice we are and how timid we are and how we get along with people. That comes from my daddy. <laughs> my mama was a different person. My mama, mama didn't play. <laughs> then none of us take after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mama was serious all the time. She didn't. She, so she said, I look like Joe's car. And I tried to help him out. I said, no, mama, I don't. <laughs> that's Joel's car and she goes to Max's cafe door opens up the door and walks in the cafe and here I am with her standing there looking walks up to the little booth that Joe is sitting in with somebody and leans over touches him on the shoulder and says what you doing Now, she didn't want to know what he was doing. It didn't matter. She was reminding him that when you left the house, you said you were on your way to work. Are you hearing me? She, she wasn't asking, what are you doing? She's trying to get him refocused on what it was. Are y'all hearing me? I'm just trying to show you what these two men were doing. They said, why send ye gazing? into the heaven. They're just trying to get them refocused on what it was. These disciples had been given an assignment to get back to Jerusalem and receive a power to start a movement that was going to save the world. And instead of getting on with it, here they stand distracted. Are y'all hearing me? Here they stand, gazing into the heavens. And my brothers and my sisters, as I look around, I'm afraid that it might not be as uncommon as we might think. Churches will organize and and yeah, they're well organized and functioning who, who are charged with carrying out this same mission. But so many of them have gotten distracted. Am I making any sense? So many have gotten distracted. And, and let me go ahead and say this. Let me go ahead and say this. When, when the church loses sight of Jesus and his love, when they stray away from the message of his death, burial, and resurrection, and return, I don't care what anybody says, they've gotten distracted. 
See, when you come to the point where your only message to folk is to sow more seeds, y'all ain't hearing me. When you come to the point when your only message is to sow more seeds and sow bigger seeds, you are distracted. When the church comes to a point of lifting a pastor higher than they can lift Jesus, they are distracted. Heard a man say the other day that he walked away from his church because his church had turned to idolatry. When he said that, he caught my ear. I said, in 2022, a church in idolatry? But then he said this. He said, the pastor stopped preaching Jesus and his love and started preaching Trump and patriotism. He said, there are more American flags in the building than there are Bibles. And he said that there it is an open and express hatred for anybody who is not white or born in America. He said, you call it what you want to, Reverend, but I call it idolatry. I say they're distracted. They've gotten away from the message. Now, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, that's bad, that's bad. As we go back now and examine the text, you see what they were distracted by. Yeah, yeah and, and you see what it was that distracted. It, 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 it's bad that they were distracted. But look at what they were distracted by. They were distract, distracted from their mission by heaven. <laughs> they were distracted from the mission they were supposed to be carrying out. And they were distracted by heaven. He, he's right there in the book. Why stand ye gazing into the heavens? And my brothers and sisters, let me assure you, don't, 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 don't fool yourself. Heaven is a real place. And I know that heaven is a place because Jesus said it was a place. Didn't he say, I'm going to prepare a place. But we cannot get so preoccupied with going there that we forget we've got to do some work down here. Are y'all hearing me? We cannot get so preoccupied with that that we forget we've got to rescue the perishing. We've got to care for the dying. We can't get distracted. We've, we've got to keep telling this world without distraction. We've got to keep telling the old, old story. Anybody know the old, old story? Oh, call me old-fashioned, call me country preacher, call me old, but I've got to keep on telling the old, old story. Tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I can't speak for anybody else, but I, I, I won't be distracted. And the reason why I won't be distracted is because I love this story. 
Not only do I love the story, yes, but I love to tell the story. It will be my theme in glory to tell, yes, the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I won't be distracted. And every chance I get, I will tell the world that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, yes, believed on him would not perish but have everlasting life. I will not be distracted. Yeah. I'll keep on telling a dying world uh, that he died uh, one Friday. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? I'll tell the world uh, that they laid him uh, in a bowery tomb. Uh, but I'll also tell a dying world that early Sunday morning uh, he got up. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. He got up uh, with all power. Yeah. In his hand. Yeah. And I know that usually where I end right there. Yeah. But there's one more thing. Yeah. Right out of the text. Yeah. This same text uh, says that this same Jesus. Yeah. This is the gospel here. Yeah. This same Jesus uh, that you see going away. Yeah. The same Jesus uh, that just stepped on a cloud. Uh, he says uh, that this same Jesus uh, that you see going away, uh, he's coming back. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. One of us got a witness here. Yeah. Jesus, uh, he's coming back. Yeah. The Bible declares uh, that the trumpet will sound, yeah, and the Lord, uh, he will descend. Uh, yeah, it declares uh, that when the trumpet sounds, uh, the dead uh, in Christ, uh, they're going to rise up first, uh, and those who are alive and remain uh, will be caught up. Uh, they'll be caught up uh, to meet him uh, in the air. Yeah. Don't know about anybody else, uh, but I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm not distracted at all, uh, but I know that one of these old days, uh, one of these old days, uh, he's coming back. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, and Lord, uh, haste the day that faith uh, shall be sight uh, when the clouds uh, be rolled back yeah. as a scroll uh, the trumpet uh, will sound and the Lord uh, he'll come down uh, but that's alright uh, because it's well uh, with my soul is it well uh, with your soul are you free uh, and made whole yes yes Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Heaven is real. Heaven is real, but don't be distracted. He's coming back. And he's coming back to gather his own. 
Don't know about anybody else, but when I see Jesus, yeah. ah, I ain't got time to be gazing. I, 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 I just want to see him. And when I see my Savior's face, all I can say, Amen. Amen. Been through hard trials. Amen. Been up in the rough side of the mountain. But amen. I've learned how to live holy. I've learned how to live right. I've learned how, how to suffer. Cause if I suffer, I'll gain eternal life when I see Jesus. Hey, amen. When I see Jesus. Hey, Amen. All of my troubles, all of my heartaches will be over when I see Jesus. When I see Jesus. Amen. When I see Jesus, hey, amen. When I see Jesus, hey, hey, amen. All of my troubles, all of my heartaches will be over when I see Jesus. When I see Jesus, hey, amen. Come on now. When I see Jesus, hey, amen. All of my trials, 
all of my heartaches will be over. Oh, over. Uh-huh. When I see Jesus. Hey. Hey. Amen. He's coming back. He, he's, he's coming back. And when he comes, he's coming together his own. When he comes. The first time he came, he came that men might believe. The next time he comes, he's coming for those who did. He's coming back. The word of God is this. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shall be saved. This is what he left us here to do. To invite those who are unsaved to come to him. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. If you're unsaved in here today, you have not accepted him. What better day than right now? This is the only time you have. If you have not accepted him, come. If you've already accepted him and don't have a church covering, you need a covering. I want to invite you. I want to invite you to, to come today. Now I'm going to ask that ministers will just go into the aisles to greet you. And wherever you are, if you're here today and you need to move, you need to be connected. I want to invite you to come right now. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. If you're here and you're looking for a church home, you ought to be moving right now. The door is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know the Lord and want to give your life to him today, we invite you to come. Oh, there, there's a prayer. life to Jesus today from care 
that he would sing and it just seemed like he hadn't he hadn't heard it unless you heard him sing this verse he said near the cross a trembling soul but love and mercy found me it was there the bright and morning sun shed his being <laughs> yeah yeah y'all help me out Near the cross, a trembling soul. Come on here. Near the cross, trembling soul. Oh Yeah, 
Mother Annie B was still here. She would say, Reverend, you didn't sing it all. That's right. There's one more verse you gotta sing, and it goes like this. The, the cross I watch. I, I watch. Thank you. Thank you. We 
thank you, Lord, that if we have gotten distracted about the pure and unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, we ask right now for forgiveness. Because there's only one message that'll save. Oh, yeah, Lord Jesus. Jesus and him crucified. He was born of the Virgin Mary. That he lived a life that was matchless and sinless. That he took that life and laid it down sacrificially. Jesus died. But I'm so glad to let everybody know that the same Jesus that died, he ain't dead early Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got yeah, up with yeah. all power in his hand and oh, yeah, yeah. the cloud took him away. But the same Jesus that died is coming back to receive his yeah, own. Yeah. And Lord, we pray, thanking you that all the work of salvation has been done and is in him. Lord, we pray over these, your children. We pray over these not only under the sound of our voice, but those who the voice is reaching out in the airways. Lord, somebody needs Jesus. Even today, May 15, 2022, somebody needs Jesus because somebody is in, the, in their sin, but Jesus can loose you from the very shackles of sin and somebody needs to give God praise in the house that he has loosed from your shackles. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, don't let us get distracted. Worrying about what is to come. Let us see what is right here in front of us. The mission to teach him and his love. It is in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and ask all blessings. Amen. 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 You may be. Beyond the river. Amen. 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 Amen is truly, y'all. Amen is so be it. Amen. Let it be done. Anybody got an amen in your spirit? Jesus still is our message. Jesus still is the mission. Amen. 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 We praise God for the word of God. Thank God again for notes before we move into the observance of the Lord's Supper we thank God again for not only for all of you in the building but for all of you who are with us virtually thank God for your giving thank God for your participation in ministry we have some exciting news uh, next Saturday 12 p.m. we'll ask that all who are part of our church between the ages of 18 to 35 would be 
not only a part of a meeting at Heritage Hall if you can make it physically, but also virtually through Zoom, we will have a meeting uh, simply called Salem Forward. We want to thank God for what he is doing in the life of our church. For those who are 18 to 35, we would ask um, you can email the church at info, that's I-N-F-O, at thechurchwithzeal.org for further instructions um, concerning this meeting. But Pastor, do you want to? How do we bless the Lord in here? Bless the Lord in his house. Bless the Lord in his house. Amen, amen. We are just so grateful for him and his presence here in this place. We have with us today uh, Sister Donna McLeod. Is Donna, are you in the house? Donna, are you here? I, I was looking for her earlier. Amen. Uh, she is also running. She's running in District 7 for the House of Representatives. Uh, she was scheduled to be here today, but I just want you to be mindful uh, of Donald, Donna McLeod, who actually lives here in our community. So let's, as we go to the polls, let me just take this opportunity to make sure that everybody in this church votes. Everybody, everybody in this church. There's ever been a time that we need to take this thing seriously. We need to take it seriously now. So I want to make sure, I want to make sure, I'm not even going to tell you who, who to vote for. I'm not going to tell you. You come and ask me, I'll tell you who I'm going to vote for. But I, I, I can't tell you who to vote for, but I can tell you that if you want to count, you do need to pass on your vote. You need to go ahead to the polls and to vote. Too, too many people have died. Too many people have given up too much you just sit around on yourself and not go out and exercise this right that others have died for. So please, please, everybody, this thing is critical. It's critical. All of us need to go to the polls and, and the vote. Man, as we continue to worship, we'd ask our officers to come. We're now going to move into the observance of the Lord's Supper. The blood that Jesus shed for me. As we prepare to go into this portion of service, let me just ask that we would all when we pray, when you pray, I want you to call the name of Reverend Bush, Reverend Finisher Bush. He's not feeling well this morning. He's sick this morning. And you all know that if he was, then he would be right here. So I want us all just to call the name of Reverend Bush, Reverend Finisher Bush, uh, as we pray that God will do what only God can do and restore him back to health. Amen. We'd ask our own Deacon Donald Wise would he would lead us at this point to throne of grace. Let us pray. God, we thank you. Thank you for allowing us another opportunity to participate in communion. God, our hearts and minds go back to Calvary 
Because that is where the God we saw your agape love poured out through your son Jesus Christ. God, Jesus willingly gave up his life. Lord, he's the propitiation for our sins. He's the only one that was able to reconcile us back to you, the God. We thank you, the God, that he was buried. He rose on the third day morning with all power in his hand. And now, Lord, is seated next to you, the God, making intercessions for us. God, he's coming back again, the God. And God, we just thank you for the blood. The blood that was shed for the remission of our sin. Thank you that the blood shall never lose its power. God, we just thank you, the God. We praise you. Oh, but God, but we have a work to do, the God, because we want to continue to read and study your word that we might conform to his image. That we might be bold disciples for you in this last and evil days, the God. Thank you for the blood, the God. God, we just exalt your name on high because you're truly worthy to be praised, the God. Have your way now, Lord. Have your way, the God. Have your way in us and through us, the God. That you might get the praise, the glory, and the honor out of our lives, the God. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and thank God.
of God teaches us that on the night before Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, said, this is my body, take and eat. After which he took the cup and said, this is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood, take and drink you all of it. And as often as you do this, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Don't miss that last part, until he comes. He is coming back. He's coming back to gather his own. And my prayer is that when he comes, he'll find a church in remembrance of all that he has done for us. Again, God bless you. God keep you. We thank you for coming in, in person. We are open, and we're open to those who desire to come. We want you to come in as you feel comfortable. We're still going to make sure, going to make sure that we're going to be as safe as we can. And as I said to you on last week, don't feel bad. If you're not ready to hug, not ready to start hugging on people, that's okay. It's all right. Uh, you just blow them a kiss. When you blow somebody a kiss, they'll know right off that that's as far as we're going with that. Amen. Just, just blow them a kiss. We got to find a way to make this work. We're going to do our fellowshipping out in the parking lot. So after the benediction, we're going to ask that uh, we will exit as we are accustomed to exiting. Uh, there are, at each door, there are receptacles for your offering. We thank you for just being so faithful in your giving that we really can just continue to do it like this. I would like to add one thing before we leave here, and that is I'd just like to thank God for these gifts that you all are bringing. Bow your heads one moment. God, we thank you so much for every opportunity to give. We pray now your blessings on the gifts, and we pray your blessings upon the givers. Pray, dear God, that we will continue, dear God, to be a lighthouse here using all of these resources for the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God be with you till we meet again. Oh, yes.
the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.